Uh, Phil, that was uh, Rachel Zinman, a yoga teacher, uh, and her focus on uh, working with diabetics. It was fascinating. Obviously, she's uh, tremendously enthusiastic about what she does and, and has quite a depth of knowledge about yoga, Ayurveda, and uh, combining the two for maximizing one's health. I, I found it very interesting. Yeah, I do too, and I'm glad we uh, thought of having her on. I must confess, at first, I thought maybe it's too narrow a focus to uh, have somebody on to talk about uh, diabetes, but we we managed, uh, thanks to her, to uh, broaden the, the spectrum. And I think uh, people will have learned a lot about uh, Ayurveda and and the uh, and its links to Hatha Yoga and. Uh, what the possibilities are by um, uh, having an integral uh, approach to these to something as specific as as diabetes. Right, and I, and I think one of the things that came out about Ayurveda uh, and yoga was uh, unlike some uh, Western treatments where it's one size fits all, uh, you know, it goes by body type, uh, uh, what uh, prakriti, I think, is the term they use in Ayurveda uh, to describe uh, one's body types and uniqueness, and uh, to treat accordingly, that uh, how they might treat me might be very differently than what they would prescribe in terms of yoga postures or diet through Ayurveda for somebody else. So I think she was very, very knowledgeable about that. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the lineage, uh, Phil, she's associated with. You seem to know about that. Uh, No, I don't actually know that much. I uh, I knew something. She had mentioned in her bio uh, a link to <clears throat> Swami uh, Dayananda, who's who was a um, who passed away a few years ago, and um, or even less, um, who was a giant in modern um, uh, Advaita Vedanta uh, thinking and uh, the the propagation of those those teachings in India and in the West. And, um, but um, she had mentioned a, uh, a tradition of teaching she called Isha Yoga uh, that I'm, I'm not that familiar with, mm-hmm. but I, I, I have heard uh, the name Alan Finger whom she, with whom she studied. Uh, he's a very well-known uh, uh, yoga uh, teacher and trainer of teachers. Uh, so, but I don't know, you know, too much about uh, the, uh, the history. Right. Uh, the other thing she brought out in the interview that I want to reemphasize in our discussion here is the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Uh, type 2 diabetes, which is about what 90% of diabetics in America have, uh, and probably worldwide, <coughs> is uh, usually treatable by changes in lifestyle and diet. Type 1 diabetes, which she has, used to be called childhood diabetes, they no longer call it that anymore because it's not just children uh, that get it. The pancreas stops producing insulin. And in addition to whatever lifestyle changes or dietary changes you might make, which are important, it's absolutely uh, essential <coughs> that you take insulin. And uh, so, and, and often uh, people with type 1 manage their, di- their diabetes better than people with type 2 because when you have type 1, you have to. You don't have a choice. Uh, and uh, with type 2, sometimes people will uh, not be as uh, 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 committed to making changes as somebody that would have type 1. So that was fascinating. And also, uh, you, you know, the way she, what was fascinating was how 
she has utilized her knowledge of Ayurveda and uh, particularly yoga uh, to, to uh, help manage her lifestyle, but not uh, be uh, in denial about what she has and that yoga alone will not be enough. But uh, looking at pictures of her and all, she looks like the, uh, uh, the, the picture of health. And obviously whatever she's doing is working very well for her. And I think people can, will benefit tremendously from her book, uh, uh, especially those people that are dealing with, with diabetes. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, it, it, there, she mentioned this. There is a tendency in uh, the culture of uh, yoga and holistic health to um, forget that the Western medicine, for all of its flaws and uh, side effects and abuses, um, uh, can be very effective and indispensable in certain mm -hmm. instances, and 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 people do all they can to avoid it. Uh, sometimes at their peril. I know I know you know somebody who had you know tried everything in the world to to heal back pain um, that was just chronic and horrible, horrible, and um, and then finally, finally after years had uh, surgery and uh, couldn't be happier. So, right, right. you know, sometimes you do those things. Right. It, it's a, an individual decision, but <clears throat> one has to do what one has to do. Uh, the, the other thing that uh, uh, was interesting, I, I think her approach and her description of yoga, yoga being the word, not yoga asanas, but yoga actually meaning wholeness, uh, complete spirituality, uh, was refreshing to hear because, I, again, and we've discussed this before, and nothing against the yoga journal, and I, I, but I picked up a yoga journal recently, and it was all about, uh, you know, it was like looking at Glamour magazine. These uh, beautiful people with uh, expensive yoga outfits and all, all sorts of paraphernalia they're selling in association with yoga, and it was all about uh, getting a look uh, rather than anything deeper than that. And I guess you know it's okay. People can start from whatever point if that's all they want to do. Yeah, that's wonderful. But I do think. If somebody seriously practices yoga, they will, if, even if nobody else tells them this, realize that it's leading to something deeper, an internal experience that transcends, uh, you know, the material world, that tra transcends looks and, and, and outfits and everything else that they're selling in these magazines. Well, you know, there's, <laughs> we live in America, the home of, marketing and branding and the big sell and uh yeah. um you know people think you have to do things to get people in the door and you get people in the door of yoga sometimes by uh promoting its benefits to health and appearance and uh, or sometimes it's even just a fashionable thing Right. But it, it gets people in the door. Look, I'm I'm now doing uh, you know the, the biography of Yogananda, and you know he was uh, a great guru, and uh, people associated him with uh, the highest teachings of the Vedic tradition, and being uh, one of the outstanding uh, uh, proponents who brought it to the West. Well, if you look at his uh, work, especially in the early days when he was becoming more and more popular, uh, giving public talks and uh, 
writing essays for their, their magazine. Uh, you see a lot of uh, topics focused on practical benefits mm -hmm. of meditation and yoga, like, right. you know, have, you know, improve your work and be more successful and have a better marriage and, uh, you know, better health and, you know, all that stuff, because that's what attracts people's attention, right. you know, and, and, you know, if you say, you know, raise your consciousness, be one with the universe, uh, you'll get fewer people. Right, right. But, but, but once you get somebody to have better health or in, in Rachel's case, uh, um, some help with their diabetes, well, then they see there's something powerful going on. And they'll want to know what, what more there is to it. Right. That's and, a very common thing. Right. And, and I think she, she explained the wholeness of yoga, uh, right from the beginning, which I think is a good thing. But, you know, like you said, you, you and I both taught meditation. We taught TM. And sometimes people, and you wanted people to get into higher states of consciousness from doing meditation. But sometimes people would simply start because they had trouble sleeping or they had a headache or, right. you know, whatever reason which we might consider to be superficial, uh, it, it got them started. And I, I have seen many, many people like that uh, then look at it uh, in, in a much deeper way and and go for, you know, a higher state of consciousness or whatever it was. And I guess on the other hand, if somebody wants to do meditation or yoga and all they want to do is have a little bit more relaxation every day or even look better, uh, more power to them. It's their choice. Right. They can do that. And if they get that out of it and nothing else, uh, good for them. It's not for me to judge. Uh, I, so. I agree. And, you know, I often say when I, because I, I sometimes speak to uh, people who are in yoga teacher training programs and all that. And I always want to encourage future yoga teachers because it's such a popular uh, profession or avocation these days to, to never lose sight of the fullness of what yoga is, even while they're, you know, giving people what they, what they need at the moment. Um, and, but it, I always have to remember you know, just what you said, people, their point of entry is where they are. And the skill of teaching is to speak to the level of the student. You can't expect, uh, you know, you don't want to turn people away because they're only interested in, you know, looking better in a bathing suit this summer. The one of the great things about yo the whole yogic tradition is it's uh, many things to many people. It's it's versatile. It it has benefits ranging from the superficial to the the highest attainments of consciousness. Right. So right. And and if I'm honest with our listeners, I, I must say, you know, when I first uh, uh, began the practice of meditation decades ago, I you know my thought was enlightenment and all. Now I don't think about that stuff so much anymore. I think hey, it's a great way. It's a great tool to have to relax. Uh, once or twice a day, and and uh, so I've lowered my expectations, but still enjoying it very much. But well, that's but the, the truth, yeah. But but the higher expectation is there and built sure. into you know whatever you do. But I know what you mean. It's like I sit down to meditate every day. I don't say now I am taking another step toward the highest state of consciousness. No, I say, oh boy, this feels good. Right. Oh, I, I need this today. Yeah. You know, this is this is deep rest. This is relaxing. And so, you know, we're all human beings who just, you know, want more pleasure and less pain. And and sometimes we have a, a more lo long term uh, 
view in life. But it's also true that you can sit down to, you know, meditate to get some relaxation or relief from a stressful day or do yoga asanas because your, your body feels stiff or whatever. Uh, or do, you know, if you're a diabetic and you, you, you read, uh, you go to Rachel's uh, class or whatever and uh, you just want to uh, imp- have your body adjust better to, to your blood sugar problem. Um, you can do those things, and while you're doing them, you suddenly have a transcendent experience or an, you know, anything resembling that. So you say, right. well, what was that? I thought right. I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing yoga because it feels good and because you know, I want to, to be healthier, but um, what, was, what just happened in my consciousness? And if you have a, a good teacher to explain what's going on, then you get a glimpse right. of of uh, something more. Right. No, it's uh, um, it's an interesting journey, this spiritual one. Uh, uh, great job, Rachel. I'm looking forward to reading uh, her book on uh, on yoga and diabetes, and uh, I know many people I will recommend it to. Uh, Phil. Uh, uh, okay. Until next time. And by the way, our listeners. Uh, uh, Please uh, contact us. Go to our website, spiritmatterstalk.com. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like, who you'd like us to have on, what you'd like us to do. Uh, We're always open to suggestion. And uh, Phil, uh, see you in Nirvana soon. Okay. All right. Next time. Bye.